C.S. Lewis writes, Each of us at every moment is progressing to one state or the other, talking about are you becoming more heavenly or more hellish of a creature? So then the question is, right now, today, are you becoming more hellish or more heavenly? Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Welcome back to the Four Fires Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, are you becoming more of a hellish creature or more of a heavenly creature? And I'm going to start with this quote. C.S. Lewis wrote, Every time you make a choice, you are turning the central part of you, the part of you that chooses, into something a little different than it was before. And taking your life as a whole, with all your innumerable choices, all your life long, you are slowly turning this central thing into a heavenly creature or a hellish creature, either into a creature that is in harmony with God and with other creatures and with itself, or else into one that is in a state of war and hatred with God and with its fellow creatures and with itself. To be the one kind of creature is heaven. That is, it is joy and peace and knowledge and power. To be the other means madness, horror, Idacy, rage, impotence, and eternal loneliness. Each of us at each moment is progressing to one state or the other. So the question is, are you becoming more hellish or more heavenly of a creature every single day? So getting into this topic, I want to talk about how we know that God cares about the four fires. We know that in our professional fire, it's made up of our craft And how we convert that craft into cash. Our craft, as we all know, is our unique gifts and ability. What God has uniquely gifted us to do to provide value to the world and the marketplace. And after we have been able to define our craft, it is our job to make the best decision that we can to convert that craft into cash. When we have a healthy professional fire, we are well-resourced where we can be generous and change people's lives that are around us. In our professional fire, like all of the other fires, God has given us the things that make up that fire. So in the professional fire, God has given us, has blessed us, and entrusted us with our gifts and abilities. It is our job to take those abilities and define our craft and then use that craft to steward it well and do the work so that we can be adequately compensated for the value that we provide and be a good steward of the craft and the cash that he has given us. And so we know that God cares about our professional fire because he wants us to be well-resourced so that we can change the lives of the people that we're around and be generous and lead. Because if you've ever tried to lead without any resources, you know how difficult that can be. We know that God cares about the people fire because God created all of us. He created the people, and we are designed to be in relationship with each other. God created us to have healthy family and friends relationships. He created it, so I think we would all agree that God cares about the people fire. I think we would also all agree that God cares about the purpose fire. We have a soul. He is the creator of that soul, and he wants to be in relationship with our soul. And God also cares about the way that we live our lives because he created us. The Bible tells us to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. So clearly God cares about our purpose fire, our people fire, and our professional fire. And lastly, 
God cares about our physical fire because he created our bodies. He gave us our bodies. It is the vehicle that he has given us to move around on the planet, to perform our daily tasks of our craft, and to have fun with our family and friends, and to make memories, and to make love to our spouse, and to change people's lives, to be there for people when they need our help. And the Bible tells us that your body is a temple, so honor God with your body. God cares about our bodies because he created them. So God cares about the four fires. He cares about these four areas of our life. And so because of this, we say that the four fires and living four-dimensionally is the ideal. If I don't choose to live four-dimensionally, I am choosing to become more of a hellish creature. If the four fires is the ideal, if the four fires and living four-dimensionally is God's ideal for us, then that would mean if I actively choose to pick any of the four fires and say, eh, that one's not that important, I can live without that one. Does that mean that I am then choosing to become more of a hellish creature because I'm not living into God's ideal? So when thinking about whether I'm becoming a heavenly creature or more of a hellish creature, the thought of the seven deadly sins came about. If you're unaware of what the seven deadly sins are, we're going to go over them real quick. And all of the information that I'm about to share about the seven deadly sins was found in an article that I'll share in the description below. The first of the seven deadly sins is pride. Pride can be described as a sense of one's self-worth that is out of proportion to reality. Pride is normally counted as the first of the deadly sins because it can and often does lead to the commission of other sins in order to feed one's pride. Taken to the extreme, pride even results in rebellion against God through the belief that one owes all that he has accomplished to his own efforts and not at all to God's grace. Lucifer's fall from heaven was the result of his pride, and Adam and Eve committed their sin in the Garden of Eden after Lucifer appealed to their pride. The second of the seven deadly sins is covetousness, the strong desire for possessions, especially for possessions that belong to another. As in the ninth commandment, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, and the tenth commandment, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. While greed and avarice sometimes used as synonyms, they both normally refer to an overwhelming desire for things that one could legitimately possess. The third of the seven deadly sins is lust, a desire for sexual pleasure that is out of proportion to the good of sexual union or is directed at someone with whom one has no right to sexual union. That is, someone other than one's spouse. It is possible even to have lust toward one's spouse, if one's desire for him or her is selfish rather than aimed at the deepening of the marital union. The fourth of the seven deadly sins is anger, the excessive desire to take revenge. While there is such a thing as righteous anger, that refers to a proper response to injustice or wrongdoing, anger as one of the deadly sins may begin with a legitimate grievance, but it escalates until it is out of proportion to the wrong done. The fifth deadly sin is gluttony, excessive desire, not for food and drink, but for the pleasure obtained by eating and drinking. While gluttony is most often associated with overeating, drunkenness is also a consequence of gluttony. The sixth of the deadly sins is envy. Envy is sadness at the good fortune of another, whether in possessions, success, virtues, or talents. The sadness arises from the sense that the other person does not deserve the good fortune, but you do, and especially because of a sense that the other person's good fortune has somehow deprived you of similar good fortune. And the last of the seven deadly sins is sloth, or slothfulness, a laziness or sluggishness when facing the effort necessary to perform a task. Sloth, or slothfulness, is sinful, 
when one lets a necessary task go undone, or when one does it badly because one is unwilling to make the necessary effort. So the seven deadly sins, again, are pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and slothfulness. If you go through each of those seven deadly sins, you can point out ways that they can negatively affect all of the four fires if you allow that deadly sin to rule over your life. So a good practice is to look at this list of deadly sins and really go through and take your time and say, is this sin showing up anywhere in my life and is it negatively affecting any of my four fires? Because it, yes, it can affect all four, but it also could just be affecting one if that sin shows up in your life just in that one area. Say that sin is anger. Maybe you only show up as angry at work in your professional life, and it's causing your business to struggle. Or maybe it's not at work, but maybe your anger shows up at home with your family, and it's causing your people fire to suffer. So it might not be affecting all four fires, but it can absolutely affect all four, but sometimes it might only be affecting one or two or three. So again, while thinking about the seven deadly sins, and if any of these are showing up in my life, the question arises, are any of these seven deadly sins causing me to be more of a hellish creature rather than more of a heavenly creature? Because in my life, if any of these sins are showing up, it is keeping me from being in perfect harmony with God and with the other people in my life and with myself. And like I said, the four fires are the ideal life. God cares about the four fires, and so when we're flourishing in all four areas— we're living into God's ideal. And Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are blessed, for they will be filled. The word that I want to draw your attention to in that verse is righteousness. You may have heard this on this podcast before, but a way to think about righteousness, pursuing righteousness, is simply right choices. Pursuing right choices. So when thinking about the four fires and living into this ideal and aiming towards perfect harmony with God and with the people in your life and with yourself, I have to make right choices in each of the four fires and be intentional in making those right choices in order for those areas to flourish. So when Matthew tells us to hunger and thirst for righteousness or to hunger and thirst for right choices, then that would mean that I should hunger and thirst after being four-dimensional. I should hunger and thirst after making the right choices to live strongly in my professional fire and live strongly in my people fire and strongly in my purpose fire and strongly in my physical fire. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 says, But you, man of God, flee from these things and follow after righteousness, or right choices, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Again, that word righteousness or right choices, Paul tells us to follow after righteousness, pursue it. And again, the only way to live four-dimensionally is to be intentional and make the right choice to help enhance and grow that area of your life. So this is going to be a really short podcast. It was just a, a brain dump of a thought and of the seven deadly sins and how they're correlated to the four fires and the quote from C.S. Lewis that talks about you are either becoming more hellish or more heavenly every day, every moment of your life. You are either becoming more hellish or more heavenly. So as you're thinking about your four-dimensional journey, just a thought, are you pursuing right choices? 
that is ultimately leading you down the path of becoming more heavenly? Or are you making choices that are potentially more comfortable or choices that require less work or the easier path that is leading you down a path that is making you become a more hellish creature? So again, one more time, the seven deadly sins, pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and slothfulness. I want you to take a second and write those seven deadly sins down or go click the link in the description to take you to the article of where I found these seven deadly sins and a short description for each one. And take some time to sit down and and just evaluate your life and just be honest with yourself and see if any of those sins are showing up anywhere in your life. And if you struggle with pointing them out yourself, maybe go to somebody who you know will be honest with you, somebody that you trust, somebody that is maybe already an accountability partner for you, and have them, ask them, give them permission to point out in your in your life where any of those seven deadly sins may be showing up. So I hope that you will think about the verse from Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, that says, Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness are blessed, for they will be filled. As you are striving to live intentionally and make right choices, I hope that you will think about the four fires and your four-dimensional journey as all working together to help you become a more heavenly creature. The last few words of that verse says, For they will be filled. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be blessed, and they will be filled. And that is one of the things we talk about with living four-dimensionally is when you aren't living four-dimensionally, your life feels dysfunctional or unfulfilling. And when you are living four-dimensionally, your life is fulfilling and it feels whole because all of the four fires are healthy. And as I talked about in the last podcast, they're working together as one whole unit and not four separate entities. So then a final question that I want to leave you with is, if not the four fires, if not living a four-dimensional life, then what? If you're not going to choose to live four-dimensionally, if you're going to choose to neglect any of the four fires, then what are you going after? I hope this podcast gets you thinking. I hope it's helpful, and I'm excited about going and sitting down and going over these seven deadly sins and seeing if I can point out any areas in my life, and if I can't, I'm going to go to my wife and see if she can help me point out any areas in my life that I have these seven deadly sins, any of these seven deadly sins actively negatively impacting my life that I can't see, and then start working to get that sin out of my life. So remember to live intentionally and always be looking for areas in your life that can be improved. Regardless of how much success you've already had in any of the four fires, always be looking for a way to improve it. Don't ever get stagnant because you might find a little bit of success and you can become very stagnant and become stuck in that place if you are not actively looking for somewhere that you can improve. Having a growth mindset all the time is so important. So go live intentionally and we'll see you on the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast.